regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Oh, baby, do we have a good one in store for you today. Hey, everyone, I'm Jacques Hopkins, the host here at The Online Course Show. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast all about running a successful online course business that allows you to have the freedom you're looking for in your life, the money you're potentially looking for in your life, and the impact you could have on others all over the world in your life. My guest today is an absolute titan in the digital marketing space. I know most of you have probably heard of this person already and probably have been impacted by this person's work in one way or another. My guest today you'll be hearing from shortly is the one and only Jeff Walker and is on the very short list of people who have been very instrumental to my story and how successful my businesses have been. If you're not familiar with Jeff Walker, he is behind the product launch formula, which has been around for now decades on how to launch digital products. He's been selling digital products himself back since 1996 and has been teaching this exact formula since 2004. And then in 2014, he put it in a book called Launch. So there's lots of different places that you may have seen this formula out there. And so many course creators are using Jeff Walker's formula to make money, to launch their course, whether it's live launches, evergreen, and so on. So let me tell you quickly how I have used Jeff's formula throughout the years. Really discovering the product launch formula was what catapulted my business to finally succeeding, to making it to where I knew this was actually going to work. Before using the product launch formula, I was making about $1,000 a month for my online piano course in 2016. And then once I started using it, I was instantly making $10,000 a month. And once I started using it, I never made below five figures in a month again. Now it's been going for over seven years now. And guess what? I'm still using the product launch formula within my business. It was such an honor and a pleasure to get to meet Jeff and to have this conversation with him. And I'm so glad that I can share this conversation with you as well. This is one of those where, you know, I hyped it up in my head, you know, I put it on the calendar and been, was really looking forward to to speaking with Jeff and it did not disappoint. So in the conversation, we talk about a lot of great things. We certainly talk about what the product launch formula is in case you're not familiar with it and maybe are considering using it in your business. We do hit what the formula actually is and how to use it. We talk about you know, since he's been teaching this for so long, how has or hasn't the formula changed over the years and how might it change going forward into the future? We talk about how to integrate webinars into the product launch formula. And specifically, I I share with Jeff in the conversation how I am specifically integrating webinars into the product launch formula in my business for Piano in 21 Days. And I kind of run it by him and get some feedback. And he came across as pretty impressed by the way that I'm doing it. So stay tuned for for that and, and his feedback on how I'm doing it in my funnel. We talk about how just as a top guru in the space, how he continues to to learn 
and to grow. And we also talk about how writing that book back in 2014, it didn't cannibalize his sales in any way. In fact, it did quite the opposite. It led to a lot, a lot more of his program sales. So historically, his product launch formula course, his program is about a $2,000 product. And of course, you can get his book launch, which walks you through how to do it all for 10, 20 bucks, something like that. And over the years, I have highly recommended Jeff's material. And I say, hey, look, you can go buy his $2,000 program. But if, if that's not in your budget, you could always go buy his his you know $15 book. And so I myself have kind of steered people toward the book, but you'll hear him share because of the way he set things up, having the book out there led to a massive surge in his $2,000 program sale. So we certainly talk about that as well. Before we get into the full conversation with Jeff Walker, let me tell you about Bonjoro. Bonjoro is one of my favorite tools in my tech stack. It allows me to quickly and easily send a personalized video to everyone that signs up for my course. So if you sign up for my piano course within a day or so, you'll get a personal video from me welcoming you to the course. It only takes me about 20 seconds for each one, and it sets that relationship off just on the right foot. Refund rates have gone down. Success rates have gone up. If you're not using Bonjour in your business, then I highly, highly recommend it. You can try Bonjour out for free, and if you do want to stick around with one of their paid plans, I've got you hooked up with 20% off for life by going to bonjour.com slash O-C-G. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com slash OCG. And now here is that full conversation between myself and the one and only Jeff Walker. Jeff Walker, welcome to the online course show. Thanks, Jack. I'm really happy to be here. So I watched you draw out the formula, the the sideways sales letter, lots of times. I watched most recently, I saw a YouTube video from you this morning where you're drawing it out. You draw the the rectangles and then the open cart. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder how many times Jeff has drawn that diagram. Do you have any idea? Um, no, I don't. I, I really feel like outsourcing the drawing out of it. Um, I do, you know, often I'll present from a from a flip chart or, or, um, you know, big, whatever. Yeah, I guess it's a flip chart. And I've got one of those real big ones and, and I, I love doing that. Um, but yeah, the drawing out of the rectangles and all that, it's just, it takes me, you know, every time I'm going to do that presentation, it'll probably take me, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to, to just put all the pieces together. And I'm sort of, I'm not over teaching it. I'm not, uh, over any part of the business except for like drawing out the rectangles is getting a little old. Yeah. I mean, I've got my frameworks and diagrams and whatnot that I'll draw, but I was watching you this morning draw it out. And I was like, you know, that's exactly what he drew. I think it was a recent video. It's like he drew it out the same way when I watched almost 10 years ago, probably. And I bet he's drawn it like that hundreds of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. You know, I mean, the strategy, the thing is, is the overall in, strategy is enduring. So I have been teaching that now since I first released Product Lunch Formula in 2005, October 21st, 2005, a, a date that's seared in my memory. And I was actually coaching people on it before then. So the strategy I started developing in the mid 90s and was more or less fully formed by 05. But then and so that strategy has endured and it continues to endure and people still do incredible launches with it. And I think it's the best way to to bring your work out to the world. If you've got an online course or, or a membership site, or you want to do a workshop or a mastermind or something like that. 
Um, but obviously the tools have changed quite a bit over the years. Well, you mentioned the word enduring several times. It's obviously still working here in 2023. It's still a part of my business for Piano in 21 Days. Has anything significant changed about the formula over the years? Well, yeah, I mean, the delivery mechanism is is the most obvious. When I was first starting doing launches, and, and some of the story, it's going to sound like I had this, I had this incredible plan uh, to change the, the world or to change marketing. And no, it, it, it just sort of fell in piece by piece by piece. But in the 90s, there was email. That was the only tool that was available. Putting up, you know, changing a web page was like, it was a pain in the neck. Putting a graphic on a web page was hard. Publishing a photo was hard. And so the, the one tool we really had was email. And then in the early 2000s and somewhere in there, blogs started to happen. And then we could, then you could publish a page relatively easily. And then there was this brief moment before video where there were audio, internet audio, where you'd put a button on a page and people could listen to an audio. So there was that brief moment. And then video started to happening around 05, mostly ugly screen cap video. And then full motion video started to happen maybe, you know, a little bit later. And then by 2010, we were all doing really nice video. And then, you know, and then social media happened and that became a whole nother thing. And so the, the, the tools that we use to, to deliver the, the the formula, to deliver the narrative, to deliver, I mean, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're telling the story of our future clients, of their success, that way their life is transformed, whether they're learning to play piano or learning to meditate or learning to speak a foreign language or learning to be a better parent, we're offering some type of transformation. And so the, 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 the way to tell that story is really what the formula is. And, but yeah, the tools, the tools have, that, that's the, the easiest, the number one thing that the tools, the interactivity back when we were doing email, you couldn't, I mean, people could write back to you an email, but they couldn't leave comments. So the ability for people to leave comments, like in the early days of blogs and then social media, well, all of a sudden that gave you this conduit to really understand what was going on in your prospects' minds. And that was that was a game changer. So there's been constant evolution, just absolutely constant evolution. But that the 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 primary strategy has endured. So more tools, more features that we can integrate into the formula, but the core formula is essentially the same. It is, and I've been using it since I think about 2016. And part of the formula, one of the essential parts is the the pre-launch content. The PLCs, and, and by the way, I was I was an electrical engineer for eight years, and one of the main things we did was we programmed these devices called PLCs. They're oh, programmable really? logic controllers. So I programmed PLCs for a long time, and and then I had to uh, to use a different type of PLCs yeah. uh, in business. Relearn the and the, the yeah exactly the the PLCs that I still have in my business today are the same, it's the same version, the same videos that I recorded back in like 2016, 2017, and I haven't updated them. And part of that is like, it's working and it's laziness, like they're due for an update. But in your opinion, how often should you update those PLC videos? I'm, if they're working, then keep using them. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of using what works. I mean, look at it. I've been, you know, my, my business is driven 
by the same product, the same offer since 2005. And yes, I've remade the product over and over and over again. But the, you know, I, I'm a big fan. If something's working, keep on using it. So, yeah, I mean, if you did, I, I mean, piano is, I, I imagine is somewhat static in terms of the the technology. And, and the technology clearly is, is somewhat static and, and we're slowly evolving. And probably the methods that you use to teach are rather slowly evolving. And so, yeah, I mean, as long as the videos look good, you know, the, these days, I mean, you're 16, you're probably created high quality videos. But if you did it in 12, 2012, then they'd probably look pretty ratty in these days, in this day and age. So don't, what I would say is don't, don't remake any piece of your marketing just to make, remake your marketing. The, what I've seen over and over in this industry, and it's probably in all industries, but I think especially this industry is, People get sick of their marketing before their audience does. And there's, you just, if you have something that's working, keep on using it. And it, and I'll, you know, a big part of that, the answer, the other answer to the question is it depends on your list growth and, and the recharge. Are you adding new people to your list and putting new people through it? Or are they, uh, you know, is it the same list that's you're going out with the same marketing message? But Jack, I will tell you one thing. It's like, um, this, this is a quick little funny anecdote. I'll try to make it quick. So, um, there once, there, there was a teacher, a trainer, an online entrepreneur. One of the greats was, his name was Andy Jenkins. And unfortunately, Andy passed away in, uh, I think it was 2018 when Andy passed away. And, um, and Andy was a dear friend of mine and we would, we just have a lot of fun. Well, we helped each other out a lot. Anytime we, either of us went into a launch, we'd get on a call with the other one and just sort of bounce our ideas for the creative off of each other. And Andy was a genius with video and he could also, he could also do, um, you know, fantastic script. He could score music for audios. So one year, um, I, I sent him, um, he, I, I sent him my, my pre-launch video, my first PLC to say, Andy, what do you think of this? And it was a really gorgeous, it was an amazing video. It was like the first time we went full out narrative driven, B-roll heavy, beautiful video. So this is, I think it's in 2014 or 13, something like that. And, um, and so Andy watched the whole video and he came back. He said, Jeff, this is, this is an amazing video, but what this really needs is this needs music. And at that point, my, my team and I, we figured out how to do video, but we hadn't figured out how to create music. And she's like, so let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'll score this for you. I'll create audio for this and do it, all the audio for all three of your PLCs. And, and, and I'm not going to charge you a penny for it. I just, I just want to help you out. And that's just sort of the relationship Andy and I had. We would just do stuff like that for each other. And so he scored this. He created this, the music for, you know, it was three videos that were each 20, 25 minutes long. Amazing gift. So then the next year, I sent, you know, it was time for my launch a year later. And I said, hey, Andy, I'm thinking about, um, you know, basically reusing similar scripts and similar whatever. And. And what I ended up doing is I ended up sending over the videos, the same videos that I'd used the year before. And I said, Andy, um, you know, can you just, what do you think? Do these, will these still work for me? And he came back and he's like, 
Jeff, these are really great. And I don't know what's going on with you, but your presence is so much better this year than it was last year. You're just, you're so much better on camera. And it was the exact same video. And it was not only the exact same video, but there's a video that he watched over and over and over so he could score the music for it. And it's like, if he, he probably watched it a dozen times a year earlier, he didn't remember it a year later. I mean, so, and it's not because Andy wasn't smart. It's just the market doesn't get sick of your stuff as quickly as you get sick of your stuff. That story is an incredible illustration. I, I, I made a mental note of, of that, what you said about uh, the market getting sick of it uh, a lot slower than, than you personally do. We oftentimes, we're, we're our harshest critic. And so I look back at, at my own videos and I'm like, you know, back then I was recording on a GoPro. I didn't know anything about filming. I was recording myself, editing myself. But if I were to redo it, the content would be, be essentially the same. Like you mentioned, actually learning and playing piano, you know, my, my method for teaching that hasn't changed much over the years. Right. And I don't know that I would do much different in those PLC videos other than it'd be better cameras, it'd be better lighting, maybe add some music in better, you know, higher quality video editing, but the content would be the same. And that's ultimately what probably, probably people are coming for is the content. It is, it is. I mean, I think, you know, the, the bar has been raised over the years that stuff has to look better, certainly sound better, especially in your market, you know, sound is incredibly important. I mean, if it was shot on a GoPro, you might, you know, <laughs> you might have a better viewing experience if you used even a, you know, an iPhone um, or a DSLR, you know, just because of the, the focal length of a, 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 of a GoPro. So, but if it's still converting, conversions haven't gone down, yeah. it is a lot of, ex lot of work. It's a lot of work. Even if you have the scripts done, um, it, yeah. it is a lot of work. The, the one thing that, that really makes me feel like maybe I should do at least something is, is I have one email and video I sent out during my open cart period that is just my then baby sitting on my, my lap. And it's a super casual video. And uh, I'm just like in the video, I'm like, Hey, Zoe wanted to make an appearance and, uh, let me show you some things real quick. And she's, she's now six and a half years old. So this was like six plus years ago and people are joining and like, Oh, by the way, Zoe is so cute. She's such a cute baby. And I like, I feel bad because it's like, ah, uh, she's, you know, she's in first grade now. Right. Right. I had some clips of, we had a beloved family dog and there are a few B-roll clips we had with that were just fantastic with the dog. Jenny was her name. And yeah, she passed away several years ago. And it's like, that feels weird to put those clips in, but yeah. Um, well, I'm going to, you know, going forward, I'm going to say Jeff Walker gave me permission to keep using them as yeah. long as they're working. So Jeff, um, what about, what about launching? You know, we mentioned using the same, you know, pre-launch content, same videos. What about when you have like the same product that you're just launching over and over again? Is that okay to just have kind of one core product that you keep <laughs> utilizing or is it best to integrate new products into your business? Well, I think, uh, well, first of all, it's been, what, 2018 years I've been selling the same core offer. So I have a course, Product Lunch Formula. It's a Product Lunch Formula coaching program. I have been selling that offer for 18 years. Um, has it changed? Absolutely. In fact, in the beginning, it was, it was, I shipped it. It was on CDs and DVDs and books and I would ship a box out to people. That was the first three years. 
And then, you know, in 2008, we went to a complete online delivery, which was groundbreaking. I mean, the idea of, you know, my, my product cost $2,000. The idea of a $2,000 product that was purely online delivery was just absolutely mind-bendingly groundbreaking in 08. And I'm in, and it wasn't, I, I don't, I, probably wasn't the first person, but I was one of the first two or three people to do it, at least at scale. Um, so the, it, it's certainly, it's had to evolve. The, the teaching, the trainings evolved, but that core tra transformation has not, it, it's, it's the same. It's like, if you want an online business, you can either start slowly and just wither away, or you can start with momentum and get cash flow and get, and get recognition and get positioning. And so that's like the core premise. This is, this is how virtually every person, no matter what market, who's built a significant presence, this is the formula they, they use to launch. And they've either learned from me or they've learned from someone who learned from me. So that core promise has remained the same. The course itself has needed to update. Now, your course, maybe not so much. Maybe, you know, you, you got the same method to teach. Um, you, there, there's no great reason to update that as long as the quality of the video, the quality of the audio is still getting results for your people. So, like, if you have, like, like does, like, McDonald's say, you know what, hamburgers, you know, or or actually what is, I mean, McDonald's offers fast food, right? They, that, that. The, the promise they offer is you're going to get the food quickly. You're going to get it. You know what you're going to get. You know the quality you're going to get. They're going to have clean bathrooms. Should they all of a sudden like go into the travel business? No, they've got, they have an offer that's been working pretty well for them. So often it's not, once you have an offer that's working, that, that why, why go starting to chase other ones? That doesn't mean you don't have, additional things that build up the suite, the product suite. I mean, I have a book you can get on Amazon, you know, it's like $20. You So that's part of my suite, but it offers that it's in the same area, offering that same type of transformation. I have a mastermind that costs $35,000. It It's still in that same area of this is helping people launch and grow and build their businesses and have great lives. So um, no, I don't, I don't think you should just create something new just to create something new. Now, that being said, the, the first course you create, the first offer you create is unlikely to be the long-term winner, you know, because that's just the way life is. You know, no one, it's rare to hit a home run out of the box. You know, product launch formula, I was eight years into having an online business before I came out with that. So, um, but once you, once you, once you get a winner, I mean, lean into it. Let me, let me give you a specific example. And based on that, let me know how you might approach it or advise somebody. My, my business is, is more similar to yours where I've got like this one core offer with one core promise and I've packaged it up in slightly different ways over the years. Maybe I, I have done like intensives where it was higher, higher ticket, but ultimately it was people still trying to learn how to play piano and play this certain way that I teach. Um, but let's say that we have somebody who is uh, is a painter and they, they teach somebody how to paint. And they have these different styles of how they can teach somebody to paint. So they have, you know, maybe one course on on how to paint. I, I'm not a painter. I don't know why I came with this example. But, you know, one course is how to paint this certain way. And one, one uh, course is how to use these different types of paints to do this. And they have like five different things that they can show, show somebody how to do. Would it be better to 
wrap individual launches around those different offers or somehow package it all up and and just launch the same thing over and over again as a bundle. Yeah, every situation is 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 going to be different. I mean, there's like for that I I mean, I would probably there's no, I would do different courses in general. I mean, you can occasionally bundle them, um, and offer. And one of the things you want to do is, is you want to, so like, I, you know, there's a difference between like the product and the offer. And to me, like the offer is like, what transformation are you going to deliver to your future clients? And so you can bundle. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of having multiple courses. It, it's all within painting. You're still building your list. Maybe it's watercolor. You're 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 building your list. You're building your position. You're building your presence in watercolor painting. Now, maybe it's plain air. Maybe it's portraits. Maybe it's still lives. Maybe it's landscapes. Whatever. But you so you could have multiple different courses. Absolutely. And then you know, Black Friday, bundle a few of them together. Or New Year, bundle a few others together. So having the ability to always create or frequently create new offers, new bundles, um, I think is a, is a huge win. But you're still in that same market. You're in the same vertical. All your all your work in in building your positioning, building your list, building your presence on social, it all feeds into that same niche. And then you're just serving it in different ways. And I mean, a classic might be you create it like a beginner course. You create like an overall beginner course. And then from there, you're doing internal launches for each one of those. And maybe it's every couple months you're launching to your current clients or your current list with a different offer. So one, one of the components of a of an offer or a good offer is is some sort of urgency scarcity and so with your, um, your sideways sales letter, you got the pre-launch content, you've got the open cart period. And in your book, you talk about there's really three types that you could implement for that open cart. The offer could go away completely. You could offer a discount or the price rising after the, the last date or uh, some bonus goes away. Have you, um, have you seen any data on maybe which one of those works the best? Well, I would say um, I, I know, well, I know, I know which works the best. Um, and, and, but I don't know if I've got recent data, but it's just so obvious when you put these offers out there and I've made so many offers over the years. So what works the best is that, that the offer goes away, that there's no longer an ability to get that offer. That is actually a, a better, uh, a better incentive to get people to act than a price increase. So absolute number one products coming off the market. Now that doesn't work for everyone. So not everyone can use that one. You know, the way I have arranged my business is that we, so we can use that because we bring people in. There are co live components to our training. So we have to bring people in just like just like a college course. We bring people in and they have to join by a deadline to get the live components. And, Jack, I have to apologize. We got some work going on out in my yard. I don't know if you're picking that up, but um, that's nothing. That no, not at all. I don't hear any good, of it. Good, good, good. So it it's always like every time you schedule like a podcast, it's like the work gets done in the house or the yard or somewhere. So um, yeah, that number one is offer goes away, and then depending you know the other two are like bonuses go away, so the the offer changes in some way, and 
um, or and price goes up. You already mentioned those. So those two, it depends just how enticing those extra bonuses are, which one of those is more effective. But, you know, nine times out of 10, the most effective is the offers coming off the market. And again, I know maybe, maybe I should for everyone all the time, but right. It, it's there's a lot of variables there. There's there's so many variables um, that affects the outcome. And maybe I should have led with with that. I actually did a little bit of an experiment in my own business there. And um, in general, from what I've seen, it, it the the bonus one is probably the least effective, but it very much depends on what that bonus is, right? right. But when I first learned about PLF. I used the um, the entire offer going away, and you would go to my website. You couldn't buy the course or anything like that. You'd have to get into the funnel, and um, and then it would be available, and then it would go away. And I was terrified of offering discounts because so many people over the years would would say never get discount your stuff. And one day I was like, you know what? I like a good discount personally, and that doesn't that doesn't hinder me from using the product if it's discounted. So I did run an experiment with um, testing the offer going away completely versus offering a limited time discount and and actually advertising my course on the homepage of my website and in the funnel, um, it, you, you could get a, a discount. And that the discount actually proved more effective for my business. We increased uh, revenue by 50% by doing it that way. However, I will give the caveat, you know, I mentioned there's a lot of variables. We were, the, the course was $500, it was $497 for a long time. So I know you're only try, supposed to change one thing at once, but in addition to offering a discount, we also doubled the price. So, you know, when it would go away, it was $500, but I increased the price to $997 and incentivized people with a $200 off discount off of that. So there also was a price increase off of that uh, decrease. Um, but that's the model we've been using now for a couple of years is the discount model based on the results that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I bet that was the best month you, you had ever had up till that moment. Yes, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Until yeah. COVID. COVID was actually the best months I've had. <laughs> yeah, I go, oh my goodness. I imagine that was really good for you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, COVID was in general very good for online business. Very, very good for online business. But I imagine piano, which is like... Yeah. yeah, it depended on the niche. I mean, so many people have learning piano on their bucket list and their home and looking for things to do. So my business did really well um, during COVID. But, uh, you know, the last person I had on the podcast uh, teaches piano teachers to be better piano teachers with their in-person practice. And COVID was horrible for him because in-person piano teachers, right. uh, you know, they, they didn't have any clients during COVID. So it very much depended on the niche. Yeah, it was very fickle. Very, very fickle. What? Yeah. For sure. So, so next, I want to ask you about Evergreen because that's not a topic you touched on much in in your book. Um, and I use I use a an Evergreen you know PLF system mm -hmm. um, partly because I'm lazy um, and don't want to go through the hassle of launching over and over again. As the launch guy, how, how do you feel about turning things evergreen? I think that um, I, I have a lot of thoughts. So, first of all, we test Evergreen all the time. Just because, uh, I mean, I have to, I have to, because I have to, you know, I have to stay on top of the market and we've done many different versions over the years. Um, I think Evergreen's awesome. The uh, on a per lead basis, the conversion will generally be lower than with a, with a, you know, like a real time launch. Um, yet what Evergreen does is it smooths out your revenue. It gives you revenue all year long. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Evergreen. Um, 
I think it also, when a lead comes into you and they go through a promotion, they go through a launch, they go through some type of evergreen thing. I don't have data for this yet. This is, this is a gut feel for me, but I think that those leads, when you next do a launch, so say some, so say you do a launch, um, every, every September and a lead comes into you in January. If they go through an evergreen process and see your pre-launch and don't buy, then I'm pretty sure that the conversions that they will convert at a higher rate come your launch in September. So, I mean, that's the way we do it is we do one big launch a year. That one big launch has got all kinds of um, it's got all kinds of stuff that isn't an evergreen. It's a better, more full experience. It's got live components. I'm answering questions live. I'm teaching live. It's got extra downloads. It's better in every way to go through what we call our masterclass each year. Um, however, we do periodically, well, we, we run Evergreen at various times in various ways. We're, in fact, building out. Later today, in a couple hours, I'm going to go film some video to put the pieces together on a new Evergreen model for us. Um, and, and and so big fan of Evergreen. It smooths out your revenue. And for, uh, here's... Here's something to think about. It's like, I'm all about launches, right? I love launches. I love what they've done for me. I've sold over $100 million of my stuff in launches. My students have sold over a billion dollars in their launches. So it's all, it's amazing. There's nothing that gives you that that momentum and that cash flow out the gate like a launch. And it's risky, right? Because like, I have a friend who was doing a big event like that was literally... It was it was scheduled for September 13th, 2001, you know, right into 9-11. Everything shut down. Not so good. I know someone else who had a launch planned for for um, late March in 2020. And all of a sudden, you, the videos didn't work because you couldn't put out a video in late March of 2020 unless you were talking about the pandemic. So there are outside events that can impact the launch. So what I did in my business, and I've got a significant, what I consider a significant business now, and I've got what I think of as a large team. We've got somewhere around 35 people on my team. And so it's like, it's a real business. We have to, we have to perform to keep the lights on. And, and I can't risk having something go wrong. I'll tell you what, January 6th, 2020, I had a promotion going. I was live. I had a live cast on January 6, 2020. Wow. It was not a, it, we didn't do that well with that one, right? So, I mean, what Evergreen does is it allows you to smooth out your revenue. I mean, for me personally, I don't want my launches. I set a goal. This is a long ago, 2009, 2010, I set this goal that I don't want my launches to represent more than a third of my business. Because I I want the business to be real robust outside of those launches. So if we have something go wrong in a launch, whether we screw it up or whether or whether there's an outside event, I still want the business to survive. So big fan of launches, but it needs to serve the business. Yeah, so so interesting to hear your perspective on that. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, some of the people listening to this will have a, a traditional course model, one-time payment. That's that's pretty much how Piano in 21 Days works. Other people have more membership or recurring models uh, where you pay month to month or year to year or whatever. Does anything about the formula or the way we launch or, or the you know 
any of the features included in, in how we're doing this change, whether we're offering something that's kind of a one-time payment versus some sort of recurring model? In general, no. I mean, I, I think that it's very much the same formula will work for, for, a, for a membership as it will for a course, in my opinion. Um, you know, if you want to, when you get into every, like the timing of the launches might change a little bit in terms of how many launches, do you want to do an annual launch? Do you want to launch multiple times a year? Do you want to do evergreen? Those things could be a little different with courses. I mean, I'm sorry, with memberships versus courses. But in general, it's the same. You, you want, it, it goes back to what we were first talking about. You know, you're telling the story of their success, of their future success, their being your, your prospects, your future clients. And whether you deliver via a course or, or a membership, I don't think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, uh, John Gallagher really well. And I remember when he was on the podcast talking about his membership is incredibly successful and, and he does his launches and, and he offers a discount on the monthly rate for his membership. And it seems to be working just fine for him. Yeah. John has been in, in my world. So John, for those who haven't listened to that episode, uh, John teaches about uh, herbal, basically being able to go out in your backyard and pick your food and pick your medicine. Um, uh, you know, it's basically education on herbs. And um, I remember John first got product launch formula. This is a ridiculous story. He was initially selling a board game. That's, I don't know if you got into that story with him, but initially selling a board game. Uh, when you make up a board game, you get a whole bunch of games made up like truck, a whole truckload of them. And he made up these for a game called, um, what is that game called? I can't believe I'm blanking on it. It'll come to me. Um, but it, it's sold hundreds of thousands of copies now this game but initially it didn't sell anything then he did a launch and he sold a whole bunch and then he came to my event in 2007 my first ever live event and um and his idea was i'm going to create this course i'm going to create like a thousand dollar course back then this is 2007 that was like a really high-end course for herbs and by the end of the event, he's like, nah, you know, I'm going to do a membership site. And that membership site, I think typically goes for 10 or $12 a month, but he still does a full launch for it a couple of times a year. And he's put thousands and thousands of people into that membership. Um, so yeah, it, it, but it's classic PLF, classic PLF. Wildcraft, the board game. That's it. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. 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 So it's fascinating that, you know, we're talking about obviously courses and memberships, but um, you make it clear that this can work for all kinds of businesses. And, and John's first experience with the uh, PLF, which, you know, you, you've used this case study in your in your program, in your book, um, was to, to launch that board game. It's just a fascinating story. Yeah, it, it was just crazy. Like when he when he first wrote in, he wrote into customer service and I saw that story. I'm like, this is amazing. I got to get on a call with this guy. And uh, since then, John's become a good friend of mine. He's been in my mastermind for 13 years and um, yeah, awesome person. I know, uh, I know John does use some, some webinars from time to time to sell his stuff as well. So I want to ask you a little bit about webinars. That's a tool that I use sometimes mm -hmm. as well. I want to start by asking you um, in a recent video that I saw, you mentioned that uh, Dylan Frost uh, told you some things that affected how you end your webinars here lately. Do you, do you mind sharing what some of those things are that you've changed about how doing webinars? Yeah. So what Dylan's focus um, and Dylan, another 
you know, another amazing person from my mastermind. And and uh, Dylan's been working closely with Jason Fladlin, who is like the absolute king of webinars. Um, and ironic, well, I don't know if ironic or not, but ja, um, Jason Fladlin bought PLF. That was his the first high-priced product he ever bought. It was, it's just amazing. So Jason Fladlin's gone on to do just incredible things. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Um, in any case, Dylan, what he said is, is focus on making the sale while you're on the broadcast, while you're on the webinar, while you're on the live cast. And it's funny, we use the term webinar that I don't, I, I sort of feel like that term has lost its meaning. Like what exactly? It used to be like it was slides with a voiceover and now it can be anything. Um, so I still, I like to teach from a flip chart. So my webinars are live broadcast of me teaching from a flip chart. And, um, but yeah, his, his, his main focus was make the offer so that you drive the sales on the call. And, and it be, I, I sort of blew that out. I, I, it's like one way to think about this. And, and so I took that idea and I moved it throughout my launch. And the idea of, in general, I think in selling, you do best when you take people to a higher state of intimacy throughout the sales process. So they first come to your opt-in page. There's no connection. There's no relationship. There's no intimacy. They've just landed on your page. They probably don't believe you at that point. But somehow in the copy or in what's on that page, you convince them to put their email address in. Maybe even their name, maybe even their, their cell phone number, but at least hopefully their email. And they click that. Now there's a, there's a start. They, they've exhibited some trust for you. And then throughout the launch process, Hopefully you, you engender that, that, that trust. You, you grow that trust. You start to deliver great value. You show that you understand who they are, what their, what their hopes and dreams are, what the trials and tribulations that they've gone through and might go through and whatever it is. What, you know, again, it could be piano or it could be meditation, whatever you're, you're, you're working with them, whatever that transformation you want to make. So you start to develop hopefully a relationship, even though you don't know who they are and they're just maybe watching a video of you or what, reading your emails or reading your, your reports or, but gradually you're starting to develop a relationship. And you know, it's, it's, it's as such a, a digital relationship. And then if you actually were to get them on live, that's another level of intimacy. They're actually with you in real time and they're watching you and maybe they can see your video and they can type back comments. They could type it in the chat. They can, you can tell a joke. They, if it's Zoom, maybe you can see them reacting. And so you've started to build that higher state of intimacy. And, and I think that's really what a launch does is it gives you this chance to build a relationship with, with a lot of people over a short period of time. <clears throat> And I know what I used to do is because I, I know that, that having some type of an incentive to act before a deadline will double your sales. Just like you said, you're 50% more sales, right? And I've seen that over and over and over again. So I always want to build that into my launches. So we'll do a live broadcast in the middle of our open cart period when people can actually buy from us. And 
I'll offer some type of a, a what we call a fast action bonus, some type of incentive to buy quickly. But I used to do say like, um, you know what? We've got this. Here's this offer. And if you buy today by midnight tonight, then you get this special bonus. And, you know, that worked. But after spending some time with Dylan Frost, and this is what's greatest, you know, uh, about this industry is you can, you have people that are your students and then they end up taking your work and doing amazing things with your work and then coming back to you and share teaching you. So um, it, it's happened thousands of times for me. So Dylan's like, you, you really, you need to push to make the sale on the webinar because this, it's a higher state of intimacy because if they're on that webinar with you, where, where's the higher state of intimacy? Is it on the webinar where they're watching you, where they can hear you, where they can type in the chat, the chat roll, whatever, or six hours later when you send them an email, it says, hey, the deadline's coming up in 30 minutes if you want that special bonus. So I used to have the deadline be at the end of the day that that webinar was on. And now I have the, the deadline be on that webinar. And that made a big difference. I'm curious. Um, that, that's fascinating. I'm curious to hear more about um, how, the best way that somebody can integrate webinars, you know, into, you know, product launch formula. And, and I'll, I'd like to share with you how, how I, I'm doing it. Cause I'm still using PLF, but I've, I, I am integrating uh, a webinar in there as well. And back, um, back in 2016 is when I discovered PLF. And before that I really was, I didn't really have any sort of funnel. I was just like, you come, come to my site, you can browse around, maybe buy, or maybe you don't buy. And I was making about a thousand dollars a month from my course. And, uh, I had quit my job as an electrical engineer to, because I wanted to spend the time on, on the business to try to make it work, not because I had made it work. And so we had a new baby at home, wow. uh, my oldest daughter, who's eight now. And, um, my wife had quit when she was born. So the pressure was really on Wow! and I discovered, I discovered, um, PLF and I implemented the pre-launch content and the open cart and the closed cart and, uh, and really set it up evergreen from the beginning. And that alone 10 next my business. Um, so thank you for that, by the you're, way. You're welcome. Uh, and, and hallelujah, what a great time to 10x your business, you know. Amazing. Oh, yes. Boy. It was it was eight. So we had about a year to make it work with savings and everything. Yeah. And it was about eight months in when my wife came to me. I was still making about a thousand dollars a month. She came to me and told me she was pregnant with our second kid. And I was like, oh crap. Because you know, I hadn't made it work. Eight months of focusing, and I still was making a thousand dollars a month, which is not enough for a family to live on, especially a family of four now. Fortunately, within the next month, I kind of implemented PLF and, and literally 10x my business. Wow. Um going forward into 20, I think 2018, still had the same funnel going, still doing really well. But I noticed that people, you know, they would come to my site, they would opt in for my lead magnet, which was a little workbook about learning 36 popular songs in five days, same lead magnet I use today. And then it'd be about a seven day pre-launch window with my pre pre-launch content. But I noticed people in the first couple of days would be like, Hey, I'm ready to buy now, you know? And so, um, I started to hear the buzz about webinars and everything. So what I did was on the thank you page after they opt in, I said, there's a quick video that says, Hey, you know, thank you. Welcome. Download the workbook. But if you want right under that, you can watch a, a free workshop that I'm putting on. And it's just an evergreen webinar that they can opt in for right at the beginning of the relationship. So I found that that allows people, the really hot buyers to go ahead and buy now. And then those that don't buy or unsubscribe keep going through the sequence. Then they get fed PLF and do the whole thing. 
Um, what do you think about that integration of webinars into the model and, and how are you integrating webinars? I First of all, I love that. So let me just make sure I completely understand. So right when they opt in, maybe on the thank you page, they get the opportunity to then say, raise their hand, say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hot prospect. I'm interested in this webinar. Then if they do that, then you're on the webinar and you make that offer on the webinar. And is that all evergreen? It's all evergreen. It's all pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we have not. It's just, yeah. it, it's just the video. I'm not using any fancy software either. It's a video on a page with a, a buy now button that appears when I present the offer. Yeah. That's it. And the price point's $1,000. Well, the, 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 the urgency or scarcity starts there with the discount. So for the first time, they'll see the, the opportunity to get in at a discount. And there actually is a, a, an extra bonus I throw in if they buy like that day. Mm. And then if they don't, so what's the discount to at that point from $1,000 down to? So, so from 997 down to 797 throughout the entire funnel, whether it's webinar or through the open cart that happens okay. a week later. Okay. But that same discount. Got it. But you do offer a fast action bonus on the webinar that they mm -hmm. won't get later on. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. Um, so I have not done that on our evergreen. Um, we've talked about something similar. I like, I, I like the idea. Um, it's super cool. Super cool. So how, in your, in your opinion, how is the best way to like, does, does a webinar typically replace PLF or is it part of it? Well, I think, um, so, so again, I, I think when we use the term webinar, it's just, it is, it, it's just, it can mean a thousand different things. Here yeah. It was a video, right? It's a video with a, a buy button that appears. You don't attempt to have a fake chat roll and, or it's not, yeah, none of that. Um, so, you know, in essence, you're giving people a, a, a fast ramp into the offer for the people that are really hot. So, you know, is you're calling it a webinar. Would I call it a webinar? I don't know. Um, so like the way, like the way we do it, the way I just did it in, in one of our more successful launches. So we just came out of our masterclass. We just had a very successful launch. So this is not evergreen. Um, what we did was we had pre-launch video. We had two lessons. PL, so in other words, PLC one and PLC two. Um, the first lesson is always about, you know, really building the opportunity. The second one is showing how their life can transform. So those two lessons released a few days apart, lots and tens of thousands of leads coming in from JV partners, from joint venture partners, affiliate partners. And then that led with a couple of live Q and A's that I did, but everything was building towards what I would call a live broadcast, but in reality, other people would call a webinar. And so those two lessons basically drove people set up the value of that webinar or that live broadcast. And then I got on there and I made the offer. And that was the first time the offer was made. Um, and it was, you know, super successful. I, you know, I don't know the numbers. I, we didn't do a million dollars on it, but we did many hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. And then from there, we were into our open cart period. So then on Monday we released, so that was Sunday was the broadcast. Monday we did a, we basically released a broadcast, the, the, the replay of that broadcast, but we also released a sales letter and a sales video. Then Tuesday, we came up, came back with another live broadcast. Again, I call it a live broadcast. 
a lot of people would call it a webinar and it was different content. And, and, but I went through that whole thing and made, um, and made the offer again. Then Wednesday and Thursday were like, well, no, Wednesday was, we dropped more video. That was video case studies. And then Thursday we came back with another live broadcast. So we did like three different live broadcasts. They were all different um, throughout our open cart period. And, um, and, and each one of those, well, the first two, we had a special bonus, a special fast action bonus for people that were on the recording or not, I'm sorry, on the broadcast that, and, you had to buy while you're on that broadcast. And then the final broadcast on Thursday, the scarcity there was just the offer was going away because that was our closing day. So um, lots of, I, I mean, typically I think webinars, especially if we're talking live as opposed to evergreen, I think work best at the beginning of cart, your open cart period and at the end of open cart period. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, webinar can mean a thousand different things. I mean, mine's just, mine's a video on a page yeah. uh, no, with, I, the, with the buy now button coming in at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the evergreen we're running right now is basically, um, it's, it, what we do is we spend, depending on what day of the week they join, um, we, we will give people, uh, content that is email driving people to a web page, that basically a well-designed page. It's almost white paper-ish. And really what, what we are trying to communicate is the value of a launch, the value of, um, of giving people, um, basically creating desire before availability and why that's so important. And, um, and so we spend a couple days doing that and it's all leading to the recording of a live broadcast, which again, like yours, we don't pretend it's live. But it's like, here's this thing and it's this training's available. It's, you know, whatever, an hour long training. And, you know, you can watch this for the next five days. And so it's, it's like yours, but we don't have that fast ramp onto it. And, uh, it's interesting. What's super interesting also is like, I would imagine you're at the high at 997 or $1,000 or $800 discounted. You're still probably at the high end of the market, right? In terms of- Yes, correct. Yeah. So it's not necessarily an impulse purchase, but you're taking people right into right into the sale. So um, one final question about that. Like they, they first opt in, they get this opportunity to opt in now to a webinar. And if they, they click yes, they're taken to that immediately? Yes. Yeah. So they don't have to- technically opt in again because they've already opted in. So I have their email address. Yep. So it's literally a thank you page. They opt in for the original lead magnet. They opt in, they go to their email to click the link to get the lead magnet, come to a page. It's got a video of me welcoming them, telling them about the lead magnet. Hey, it's right below this video. Go download it, go through the workbook. But hey, step two below that is this workshop. And in this workshop, you're going to learn X, you're going to learn Y, you're going to learn Z. Totally optional, but if you want to take part in that, click the button. They click that button. They immediately go to that page with a video on it. It doesn't have the playback controls. Very simple page. So, they, I mean, it's two hours long. It's it's like two hours and 10 minutes long. Wow. So, I don't want them to get scared off by the length, but they can go start watching it. And it's, you know, a lot of the components of my PLCs are in the webinar. Yeah. 
you know, but it's just, I I just got so many requests from people. It's like, Hey, you know, when, when's this going to be available? I'm ready. I'm ready to buy now. It's like, okay, I want to try to eliminate any friction that somebody might have from buying the PLF stuff works great for, for most people, but for those like super hot buyers, giving them a chance to buy now through that webinar has worked. Yeah, that's great. Do you, what percentage of people buy in that first, in that webinar versus the rest? I, w- I need to track that data down, Jeff. Sorry. I wish I had it. Uh, I, I, I need to track that down. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. And what also would be, it'd be a super cool test whether like, even if they didn't buy, they, they, they watched that video and even if they, or started to watch it, and even if they didn't buy, does it increase the, the, the conversion later on? That I would be right. super curious. Would it, would it have been somebody that would have purchased anyway, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so that's always an interesting question. And that's kind of one question I had for you is like to kind of shift gears is with the book that you that you wrote years after you you launched a $2,000 program and it's very, very successful. Do you ever worry that having the book for $20 will cannibalize any sales of the $2,000 or higher products? Well, certainly before I came out with the book, I worried about it. Um, I was reassured by some really smart people that it would end up building my business. And, um, and in fact, here's the book. This is for everyone out there. Go to Amazon. It just yes. came out. The soft cover just came out. This was just updated. Um, uh, just two years ago, I came up with a new version. It was updated. This is a number one New York Times bestseller when it first came out. How did it get to be a number one New York Times bestseller? Well, I know a few things about launching stuff. Um, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, it hasn't, you know, what happened was that it came, the first edition came out in 2014, June of 2014, um, put together a massive promotion for it, uh, ended up, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, books are not a way to make money, um, in general, very few people, you know, you spend, I mean, I spent two years, I spent two years writing the first edition and then the second edition, I spent another year revising it for the second edition. That's a lot of time. Um, I don't want to brag, but I have a pretty good income. And to spend that amount of time, um, that it's a serious investment for me. Um, but we did in the in just in the month after the book, I did an additional million dollars in sales just from taking the, the people who bought the book, gave them some bonuses, and then I took them through their own little launch sequence. And basically made a million dollars in sales. But then, so that was June. Then about four months later, we did our annual launch. And that was that was the best launch I ever did. Like it was it was over five million dollars. Um it was yeah, that yeah, I've had a lot of launches in the two, three million dollar range, close to four million, but that was that was the best launch I ever did, it was right after the book. And then what's really interesting, Jock, is um, so I have I have actually two masterminds. I mentioned there's the, the highest end one is thirty five thousand dollar mastermind. They have another one that I don't like to compare the levels, but one's more for more people closer to the beginning of their journey. Maybe someone who has a business that's in the four hundred thousand to two million dollar range, they would be in what my launch club mastermind, and that's that's a low lower priced mastermind. And then the the Plat Plus is for people more in the $2 million to, to $100 million range. In any case, long story, but 
since 2014, when I first came out with that book, I bet you, I, I, I don't have the exact number, but approximately 60% of the people that joined my mastermind came from the book. That was their first exposure to me was from the book. And I will tell you that if you look at my entire list, you know, hundreds of thousands of people following me, I bet you only 5% of them came from the book. So what I'm saying is that a book, you know, a well-written book, because this is, like I said, I put, I put two years and then another year into this book. It wasn't just, you know, ChatGPT didn't do it. And I didn't have a ghost written. I spent a lot of time on it. I made it a great book. And when you do something like that, it, the quality of leads it brings in is just extraordinary through the roof. So again, yeah, of, of my highest end clients, people spending $25,000 to $35,000 a year with me that stick for year after year after year, those are the people that come for the book. So um, I would say just, I mean, just pure, you look at my business and it, it grew dramatically after that book. So again, um, a book's a huge commitment. It's a lot of work. It launching it is a huge amount of work and it's not something to be undertaken lightly. That being said, if you do it well, then it, yeah, you know, the reality is, is, you know, why someone buys this book, why would they then come and spend $2,000? Well, when they spend $2,000, it's the difference between a, a college book and a college course, right? In a college course, you 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 go deeper. You you have a professor pulling in things from. We can go so much deeper in the course. And oh, by the way, in a college course, you have office hours. You can go visit the professor, right? Well, when you join our program, then we have we have calls. You join a program, you get calls for a full year, coaching calls for a full year. So it's just it's a it's the opportunity to go deeper. Launch is uh, is on the very short list of of books that I recommend to to course creators. I just recorded a video for Instagram the other day with with my top uh, book recommendations, um, and and I reread it here in the past couple of days because uh, I knew we'd be talking just to to refresh myself. And it's you know it's 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 a manual on how the, the formula works and everything, but it does do a, an amazing job of of people wanting to go deeper on on the topic. So I can see how it's it's just been. Uh, kind of top of funnel for you and created more business. Um, but I can tell you that going through your actual program many, many years ago, like just the case studies that you included with like Will Hamilton's PLC, uh, PLCs, right? I can't tell you how many times I watched his PLCs as I was doing mine, mine because it was a real world example of how this works. We, I, you know, as the viewer, I knew that this content was responsible for an insane amount of sales. And I just you know, kind of mimicked it for piano instead of, instead of tennis. And so that alone, just being able to get access to that was like worth the price of the whole program. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously in a course, I mean, you're an online course guy, right? It gives you so you have so much more of a palette to teach from and, and so much, it's more, so, so much more space. But I tell you one thing about the book is, I run into so many people that have taken the book and it's changed their life and never taken the course, never gone through the, but 
or they've or they've gotten the book. They thought it was an amazing book, but it didn't change their life because they didn't do anything. But they still had this tremendous goodwill towards me. So it, it I think having fan, that the positioning and the goodwill over the years of so many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have bought the book. You know, I've had tens of thousands of people go through the course. Um, I I just think the long term value to me and my business of of having that out there creating creating value for people for whatever 20 bucks or 10 bucks for the Kindle version is just through the roof. So, yeah, cannibalizing sales is just is just not a thing. At least hasn't been for me. Last uh last question for you Jeff. Um you know so many, you know, big name people have been through your program and attribute uh a lot of their success to that and whatnot as as a as such a you know kind of top guru in the in the space, how do you keep like learning and growing? That's a great question. So um, you know, I've mentioned a number of times my mastermind, and um, and that's truly it. Is so in 2010 I started this group Plat Plus, and um, and half the people that joined back in 2010 are still in the group, um, like Will Hamilton, um, like John Gallagher. Um, and so that just frame of reference, that doesn't happen anywhere in the industry. That just, there are no, there, there are just, to my knowledge, there are no other masterminds that have like the average tenure in the group is like six or seven years. And we have people that have been to 39 meetings. So it is, it's, it's extraordinarily unique. And, um, but so that's just me bragging right there. I'm just, just, thanks for listening, folks. But really, when I created that group, it wasn't to make money. It was because I don't think I'm the most creative person in the world. I, look, I've been selling the same damn product for 18 years. So um, I what I realized was the pace of change was starting to accelerate so much back in 2010 that I needed my own laboratory. And that's why I started this mastermind. I'd been in many masterminds over the years, but I had kept on outgrowing them. I, my business had outgrown them. Who I was as, as an entrepreneur had outgrown them. And so I was just, I'm like, I, to stay at the cutting edge, I'm, you know, we don't have a big R&D department there. That I mean, my, I have a great team. My team's always looking and learning, but really the R&D is that mastermind. And so we've got, you know, around 40 people in that. And then three years ago, I started the second that launch of a mastermind. So now I've got about, call it 70 or 80, 85 businesses that we get together three times a year. We meet three times a year, but we're in contact every single day of the year. Um, we have a couple of different messaging um, uh, mediums that we use. And so I get to see inside that number of businesses that are planted at a very high level. And we're, I'm, we're do oh, constantly debriefing stuff. I'm, I just did a huge debrief, like a 90 minute debrief of my last lunch in our last meeting for them. But there were other people that did extensive debriefs of what they're doing. You know, we just talked, um, we talked about Dylan Frost, Dylan Frost, that one tweak of how I approached the webinar and how I made that offer for that bonus for that fast action bonus that probably added hundreds of thousands of dollars to those broadcasts and Dylan's in my mastermind. So that it, it's simple. I just, what I, what I decided is I way back 30, 2010 decided I wanted to build a community around me 
that I could support, that could support me, that would be my like idea incubator. And, um, and it's proven that in, in 10 times over. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me, for being so gen- generous with your time here with, uh, with me and the listeners. Uh, where should people go if they want to uh, dive deeper with this stuff with you? Uh, if you go to productlaunchformula.com, you can, in fact, if you go there, if you never know what's, because we are always testing stuff, but the odds are you might see an evergreen uh, launch. If you go there and opt in, you can, you can try to reverse engineer what we're doing. All right. Productlaunchformula.com. I remember going there uh, many years ago for the first time. So still the same address. And of course the book launch as well. Yeah. Jack, it's so great to hear your story. Congrats on that. That was a big leap you took (laughs) with, uh, when you had one small one and, and, um, it's amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you again to Jeff for joining me. And thank you out there for listening to another episode. You can find the show notes by going to oc.show slash two one three. And please check out the various things that Jeff has to offer. You've got productlaunchformula.com. You've got jeffwalker.com. And then you can also just go to Amazon and search up his book, Launch, as well. If you haven't done a kind of deep dive into the product launch formula at this point and wondering if it would be a good fit for your business or not, definitely check it out. So many successful course creators are using it. Maybe just start with the book, not a huge investment. And then if you want to go even deeper, then there's certainly Jeff's programs as well. I also want to tell you about my new weekly newsletter. It's completely free. Every Friday, you will get one actionable tip to your inbox so that you can get on the fast track to a simple, profitable, and impactful online course business. If you want those tips to your inbox for free every Friday, just head to the onlinecourseguy.com into your email and you'll be registered and signed up to start receiving those every Friday. It's a new series I've been doing for the past few weeks. The response has been very, very positive. So if you are not on the list yet and you want to be getting those free tips, head to the onlinecourseguy.com and into your email and we'll be getting that over to you. So that's going to do it for another episode here. Thanks again for tuning in. Get out there and take action on what you've heard today. I'm rooting for you.